You're listening to the Marketing Masters Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Masters Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and this morning I'm joined by my co-host, Eric. How's it going today, Eric? It's going great. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so tired right now. I've already put down a couple cups of coffee, but I'm still exhausted. (laughs) I hear you. So today we're going to talk about marketing buzzwords, about buzzwords in general, these are like terms that people use to, uh, you know, to get reactions out of people or to make them pay attention or to make them think it's trendy, things like that. You know, how would you describe a buzzword? Well, it's such an interesting topic. I, I have I have several clients who are who often ask me about all sorts of interesting things that sometimes I have to go check and research to figure out what they're talking about, and and I think I think so. so we're talking about, if we're talking about marketing your business. It's like people have been marketing for over a hundred years and it's, and it's like, but yet people want to find the newest, trendiest thing to talk about. And even, even in, in this high tech world that we live in, you know, so many things that we do in marketing is really tried and true. So it's like, you know, often it's like someone will ask me about a new topic saying, I need to do this because I read an article. And I think that's why we want to dive into buzzwords because I think a lot of it is is really just hype, and so when I hear hear the word buzzword, I think hype. Uh, that doesn't mean to negate the reality that there are cool new innovative technologies that we need to be aware of. They definitely are. So, and then and like some people use buzzwords to to do this to make you think you have to do something. Sometimes they do the same thing in reverse, though. I guess so. They wouldn't use a buzzword in this case, but they'll tell you this doesn't work anymore. So stop doing this. You know. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of that too. Um, and really, you can Google both sides of that coin, right? So if, if someone tells you you should be blogging, you can Google, should I blog? And you'll get 3,000 articles on why, blog articles, hilariously, why you should be blogging for your business. And then you right. can do the reverse. And this one cracks me up. This one, I, I was working with the, the magazine, and I showed this to them because they thought it was funny because they started sending me stuff about blog articles because they're an online magazine. That's literally what they do. Yep. And they sent me this article that said, this year you shouldn't be blogging as much because it won't be an effective way to reach people. And I literally turned to them and said, you are reading a blog article to get this information. Exactly. <laughs> so that, yes, that, it is an effective way still. It was just- that's, that's exactly right. And it's, and it's like, so, so in the, you know, in the post HubSpot world that we live in, right? It's, it's like we are being marketed to on such a massive level that whenever I find an article that says top 10 tips to, it's like, that's, that's, you know, that's somebody's automated marketing message. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, they're everywhere, you know, and sometimes people like a top 10, you know, I think the, the way I like to share a top 10 is to keep it bullet pointed and put it into a graphic and share it on social media. Like I'm not a big fan of top 10 articles. I know some of those are clickbaity and these days, these articles, right. they, they get you in and now Google's telling you to, this is a great topic because Google, people are telling you, Google's telling you to do this. It's better for your top 10 tips to make each tip on a different page on your website and make them click to get to the next page. So they travel through 10 pages looking at these 10 tips. And you'll see this on a lot of these bait click ones you see on the side of social media or in ads on Google, so on different websites, you'll see an article and be like, you know, oh, the 10 celebrities that this or that. And you'll click it and they put one tip on each page and make you click to get the next one. And that's exactly what we're talking about right now. That is a- Total clickbait. And, and often it's with it's with images like oh I want to see I want to see these top 10 
funny dog photos, right? And it's and it's like it sucks you in. Next thing you know, it's like click, 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 and it's and it's like somebody's getting paid for each one of those clicks. Yep. So this is and that itself is, you know, along the lines of what we're talking about. It's that kind of thing where somebody came up with the idea that this is the best way to do it now because Google's ranking it better. But guess what? Google's going to find out and Google's going to change it. You know, they don't let scammers and spammers and um, people who are trying to abuse the system. It doesn't pay off in the long run. It does for a short time. But I, yeah, mean, I, 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 I think that's why, you know, buzzword is a very accurate description because it's like, you know, what are pe what are people chatting about? And it's like it's here today, gone tomorrow. Or it's super trendy. And so I've been building building the Internet professionally since since 1992. And it's like there's always been some trendy thing that people attack, spam you with on any particular topic. And it's it, it rotates, it changes. I see it cycle through. But so many of these things are literally just spam. So cutting through the spam to find good, accurate information on how you should be marketing your business is critical. So let's talk about two buzzwords quick that just came to mind for me. <clears throat> two that I actually use sometimes in emails or when I'm talking to people to sell them websites and I look at their website. So examples of buzzwords would be, let's call mobile friendly and responsive. And what's the right. difference between these two words? Because they're almost, when you explain it to somebody, it almost sounds the same. A responsive website and a mobile friendly website because you'll say that your website is responsive to mobile platforms. But what I think the difference is, and then you, you add into this and let me know if, if you agree or if you think a little differently, what it means to me is mobile friendly means it's friendly to a mobile device more than just responding size. So that's the user experience and the menus and everything about it, the look of it, but the, also the utilization of it and the user experience of it being mobile friendly and easy to use. As a responsive to me means more of just responding to the size of the screen for the most part. So I think mobile friendly means a little bit more than responsive. But what, what do you think about those two words? I think they're interchangeable. I think they kind of mean the same thing. And because you're a web designer and a writer and blogger, you know, you're into semantics, the meaning of words. And, and, I, and, and I, I can do that too, but it's like, well, so because we specialize in these particular um, services, it's, it's like, you know, we focus and create a distinction, but the general public, when they talk about marketing or promoting their business, you know, it's like, I think, I honestly think those terms are interchangeable. And I prefer mobile friendly, although by the same token, we talk about how when we build websites, they are responsive and we build phone first, yeah. you know, so. So I guess, and I guess it depends who you're talking to and what your personal strategy is, because mobile friendly is a more layman's term. Very easy to understand. If you say that to a person, they know what you're saying. If you say responsive, they might know what you're saying, but then you probably have to explain it a little bit deeper. So yeah, I guess it depends who you're talking to and what audience you're trying to reach. If you're talking to marketing people or if you're trying to sound impressive, you know, you can use some of these fancier lingo or these fancier buzzwords, you know, to sound fancy. You know. Yeah, I, I think if you're talking to a marketing director, he knows what what responsive means. Yeah. You know. And I think if you're probably talking to a business owner or a, or a, a board CEO, you know, he probably knows that, but he surely knows mobile friendly. Yeah. So again, it's, it's always about audience. Who are you speaking to? Now we've used the word brand and branding a couple of times in our episodes. There's, sure. there's one I came across and I was just looking at some popular buzzwords for us and one is brand identity. 
and they say you know they were saying it's something your page copy your logo your web design choices and your imagery so i feel like we've actually covered a lot of this when it comes to the look right your logo but also the images you use we did a whole episode on graphic design yeah Um, you know that's an interesting one i think it's pretty straightforward but is there anything more to branding that you haven't covered so I have, I have made hundreds of logos for companies and products. And it's like, so when I think of branding, branding is like the, the old idea of wild, wild west. You know, you're a rancher, you brand your cattle so people know it's your, it's your cow, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's like the whole idea is I have a logo, uh, you know, and when I think of brand identity, when I think of company or product identity, that's the logo and the, the, the visual cues, the styles that, that go with it. I think branding is the consistent application of your brand. So brand is one thing. Branding is making sure that all your collateral and your website and everything looks the same. You know, you think of like Coca-Cola, for instance, you, you know, all their stuff, you know, that it's going to look like it's going to have that distinctive logo. It's going to have the, uh, the red, white, black colors, right? And then it might have images or video that support it, you know, even even like Nike, I know we talk about Nike a lot, but it's but it's like you know it's it's like they have their color scheme, they have their swoosh, they have the style that they make videos in, and they project it consistently. So when it comes to doing branding for a for a company, it's about making sure that people see different pieces of your marketing stuff, of your marketing collateral, and recognizing you in it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, that's very well put. So. Yeah, I, yeah I figured. I figured. I like asking you questions about branding because I know um, a couple of years ago you actually had a, a portion of your marketing website. This is branding right there on the front. Like, it was a big part of your website originally. So I know you've written a lot about branding and you've talked a lot about it and created some content about it and stuff. So I was like, yeah, pick your brain a little bit about this, you know? Because it's a it's an yeah. interesting word for sure. Yeah, definitely. And that's stuff that we loved. It. I love doing branding work, but it's like you know. Most, as I look back at all the clients we've worked for, most of them have been corporations, and and typically that's kind of a higher level thing to think about in terms of branding. Like you know, like typically I'd go to a client, and they'd have all these different sales sheets and marketing collaterals and print and web stuff, and it's all across the board. It's all different, and the idea is that you know I have this mentality, this ethos that I call corporate clean, and that all your stuff should you know, all your sales sheets should have a, you know, a logo in the same place and it should all fit together nice, nice and neatly, mm-hmm. you know, so that you're always, you know, so that people can tell, oh, this, this is from that company. Yeah. I think, I think branding is important. I think like you said, the larger the company, I think the more important it gets and the smaller the company, uh, I think it's like, it's kind of important, but at the same time, a smaller company, especially a local company or someone like that, they're really more interested in making money and logos don't really make you money. It's a lot more about the ads or the content you have or the products you're offering and having those look professional. Um, branding, I guess, has to do a little bit with that, but I think quality, uh, quality and professionalism and the effort you put in matters a lot more than branding at a small business level, my opinion. Well, well, that's that's something I love to do is is make a small business look like a corporate enterprise by the way we do their marketing. And that in itself, I guess that accomplishes that task by then branding them and making them look super professional and larger. It does make them look trustworthy and professional and that'll get more customers for them. 
So yeah, like 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 you wouldn't you expect if if you see an ad for for Honda Motors, right? For for you know buying a new Honda car, it's like you expect that to be super clean, you know. And it's and it's like that's what we love to do is to d use the same strategies and tactics that all these big world class brands use, you know, for your company. Hmm. And 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 I think that you're right it's it's like if it's not making you money it's hard for a small business to say yeah here let's spend let's spend money on this but it's like i, I think branding is a long-term play over time yes and, and that's why that's right there the long-term play with it is what because i've i've worked with a lot of small different small businesses and a, a handful of them have been car dealerships and these guys will tell me you know when they look at some of my work or they look at some companies because i showcase a lot of what i'm doing and mm -hmm. uh, i've heard it a couple times now where they're like Branding is good, but we want to make money. So, so they'll tell me what is, um, you know, brand building is a long-term play. So I always say, well, we need to do some brand building, but we also need to do stuff that makes you immediate money. And they're like, they always want the immediate money stuff, and they don't care about the branding. So yeah, I, it's easy <laughs> to say that, but it's but it's like, look at Apple, right? It's it's like their stuff is world-class design, and everything from the box that your new iPhone comes into to the website, everything is so you know, is so beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so again, it's, it's easy for that car, local car dealer to say, yeah, I don't care what my logo looks like, but mm -hmm. it's, it's like, you know, you can easily point out the difference between CarMax and some local lot, you know, yep. you know, right. Because, you know, you look at CarMax and their brand is super clean. Their presentation's clean. Everything's consistent. You know, it's, it's, it's like, I think a small business can hit above their weight, you know, by, by by projecting that and then you walk in you're like oh this you know at least to me because because i'm brand conscious right you know mm -hmm. you know probably to a fault but it, but it's like to me it's like you, you know you'd walk in and think oh it's it's like this is a credible business because you know they've grown to the point that they realize that they should be branding yeah so then i mean <laughs> we're spending a lot of time talking about branding but that's okay on I one mean, buzzword i know exactly. it's one but but, but i also i I've worked with a few companies that are like small clothing brands yep. and, yeah. and they care a lot about their brand. Their logo right. means a lot of them and where you're buying your, you know, it's like, it's coming from us. So that is one, you know, I like a car dealership's a, a good example too of one that may not care a lot about branding, especially if they're not a big name. If they're a used car dealer, they're selling all kinds of brands on their lot. So their logo and their branding is maybe not as important as someone who's a clothing place you know who or a makeup place that's selling their actual stuff they make it or they they purchase it and they sell it it's got their logo on it it's their thing and that matters a lot more you know you buy a lotion you know or something like that true Pro yeah product branding you're you're absolutely right but the but by the same token that local car dealer you know he's going to advertise he's going to have a sign on his location because he has his physical location you know it's it's like so it's like you know people that don't advertise shouldn't be as concerned about branding you know what i mean but it's like once you start putting money on a regular basis to promote something it's it's like you know i would i would say that you know they need branding more yeah all right so let's cover there's another one um customer relation management or crm so that would be you know like software that helps you track customer information interactions with businesses and blah blah but let's dump down a little bit yeah. So, so here's a great here's a great thing when you start using these three letter um, terms, right? CRM, customer relationship management. It also stands for, um, you know, like WordPress is a CRM, right? What do they, you know, 
technically right yeah so and then lots of the ones and this is good for those scammy ones or the not even just scam but like spam you're going to get these emails to your business and they're going to be right. like you need this crm software because it's going to help you post to all your social media platforms at the same time and you'll be able to track stats from them and this right, and that. exactly and it, so, so again you know there's so much confusion you know when, when it even comes to you know you know three-letter terms like this right mm -hmm. So, so it's so it's and and you're right. So whenever whenever you're getting this stuff spammed at you, you know, I think that's where it's suspect. I think a word like branding is, you know, again, you know, two hundred year old word. That's that a real word, right? That's means, not even a plausible yeah, almost. It yeah, is, but yeah. it's not. You know, well, it, it is because people people spam you, but it's like <laughs> so so talking about CRM, it's like you know that is such a vast concept you know it's not like one discrete thing one simple thing that you can say oh yeah you know like for instance salesforce is a great tool to manage your customers in right so when i think of crm i think of salesforce because they're like one of the leaders in this space and and you know uh, anybody who man who does sales realizes that hey i need to keep track of all my of all my prospects so that so that I'm you know not spamming people and and sending relevant information that they care about. Let's and see. Typically, I, typically that that's what it's supposed to do to help you manage all the people you communicate with. You know, HubSpot's a big one too that I get emails from too, right? So HubSpot's a CRM right. too, and they try to help you manage your website and your social media and your email campaigns. They basically it's like some of these CRM companies, you know, they'll. They have a software that they try to sell you a subscription to their software that's going to make your life easier and help you with all your marketing. But I see so many companies purchase this and never use it because they're like, oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. So it's like HubSpot is a $60,000 proposition yearly. And it's it's and people don't realize that because they don't sell that to you like that. And HubSpot and, and really when we talk about HubSpot, I use I used the term marketing automation. So it's like HubSpot helps you do marketing automation, meaning you can communicate with, uh, you know, large groups of, of prospects, large groups of people you hope will become your clients. And then you can see how they travel through your website and all the data lines up and it helps you market better to all these people. But the problem with something like HubSpot is it requires, it's a huge learning curve to man the tool to actually, I, I guess that's not a PC word anymore, right? To for, you almost need someone in-house who knows how to use that tool to be effective. For sure. And I've sat through at least in the last year, at least two meetings with, with these folks. You know what I mean? They're always spamming me and they're always like, and it's usually I'm sitting through it for a client because they're requesting me. And I'm like, we can take a look at it. Sure. You know, but there's many reasons I'll say don't use these sorts of things. But CRM too, right? So that is, I've also heard it used uh, when talking about a person before it was software, before it was it's working with your customers and having someone who manages that relationship. And so if you're an insurance company, you'll have a guy in house that follows up with the leads right. and records the responses from the leads. Like, Hey, I talked to these 10 people and these guys were interested. These ones weren't, these two signed up. Let's nurture those leads. Let's do that. And then when we talk about HubSpot, we're talking about more of like a automated, like you said, uh, automated marketing, right? Is that the word you use? Yeah, yeah, marketing, yeah, exactly. Marketing automation, yeah. right. Yep. So, the, so the, this word definitely hits both areas. Um, it's like a, a person, or it could just be a person who does this, or a job title. You could be a customer relations management professional, sure. you know, or you could use this in software these days. There's so many software companies out there. Um, 
yeah I, I'm staring at a list of 20 of them right now and I'm just like yeah. I know half of these and I'm like I would never use any of them personally but like you said it's such a high learning curve to even well it's, it's an enterprise play you know so so that means that this stuff gets marketing on a huge level you've probably seen their ads you probably get their spam at one point or another but but the thing is so many people like you mentioned if they use hubspot they put the cart before the horse think about it if if you're doing marketing automation do you have any marketing do you have ads do you have messages do you have all this stuff pre-canned you know because if you're automating this and doing it at scale then it's like you should have lots of content ready to fire away and most people don't ever have that and they're like oh this is a great thing i got sold on on marketo i got sold on pardot i got sold on using these tools and they're all fantastic tools but they're enterprise tools that means they're expensive and they're for big companies mm -hmm. there you go um yeah ex so, so, yeah exactly so i've worked at organizations you know you know inside big corps where it's like they had several people who just did their sales force and they even had uh, software engineers who basically customized Salesforce for them. So it's like, it's an enterprise play. You know, same thing with HubSpot. That requires a person in your organization to manage HubSpot because it's not cheap. It, it's a brilliant tool set, don't get me wrong. But it's like, if you don't have a, a marketing department cranking out great ads, making landing pages on your site, making sure your site, you know, go, you know going through your analytics, because you know, so many small business customers, they never even look at their analytics, which is their web traffic and the data. Mm -hmm. So it's like the whole point of, um, you know, HubSpot is it's all about analytics. And so, it makes so your life like, easier by putting, helping you peel through this information. But like, if you're not doing any of this to begin with, yeah, you definitely don't need HubSpot. You need to do it. Like if you don't know how to use Google analytics by itself, or you don't know how to run an email campaign by itself, exactly. you should be doing those things on your own for free right before trying to get into like you said enterprise level it's right that's the last thing to do is like when you have everything humming meaning you're writing articles and content you're creating ads you're you're in your website you're aware of your analytics you're aware of traffic people coming and flowing through your site you know how people go through your site then it's time to turn on hubspot if you're at that level because you know it's not it's not cheap but but they don't pitch you that they don't sell you that they sell you on the concept of CRM or mm. marketing automation, and it sounds fantastic. And they can show you a hundred examples of great big organizations that use it, but it's it's not it's not for the uh, do-it-yourselfer small business. Right. Here's another one I like. Here's another one I like. I can't Ross. <clears throat> so, I love content creation. So that's what we're doing right now. Uh, yeah. Earned media. Um, right. Right? And that's usually, they say you'll hear it in people who do blogging or social media marketing or podcasting or things like that. Um, I actually deal with a lot of podcasts and they will, they don't use the word earned media, but they're doing it. And so like a good example of this would be as if, if you're doing a podcast on a YouTube channel or whatever you do, and you go to a convention and news articles get written about this convention or about the content you did there in person. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really awesome. You know, you're getting articles on other websites or videos or other people talking about you word of mouth. Um, that's but it. when it's physically someplace posted too, you know, that's like, I mean, it's super good for your business on a lot of ways. That's the dream. And that can make you stand apart from someone who doesn't have that. For instance, I, I worked with two podcasts that do the same topic. 
They're both back when Pokemon Go got really big. And they're both Pokemon podcasts. And one of them, they're both popular. One was making, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month in donations. And the other one was making triple that. Nice. And the one that's making triple that is also the first one that pops up um, all across Google. So no matter what terms you're searching for to do with this podcast or, or that sort of thing, they are just like, bam, they cover the first three pages. You cannot beat them. And so I, lo- I looked into it a little bit because I was actually trying to help out the competitor podcast. And mm-hmm. what they had was earned media. I'll bring it back around to that. That's what they cool. had. They had so many different websites talking about them that they didn't pay for. And I guess that's the difference too. This is not just backlinks. Um, it's not just paying people to, to talk about you. Earned media would be people talking about you for free or covering you or stuff you do for free without you paying for it. Yeah, when others write about you and, and, and post it on all their fun stuff. Yeah, this is and, terrific for your search engine optimization for your SEO if they link it to you. And it's perfect for word of mouth. And it's a great way to market. Like, you know, lots, right. of, lots of people do pay for this and it's not exactly the same thing that you do. But, you know, if a YouTube your YouTuber shouts you out on their YouTube channel and that you didn't pay for it, that's earned media. If you paid for it, that's an ad, but it'll function the same way, right? You're getting in front of all these people that you... Right, and a lot of it functions the same way. But, but so, so we, we have several sites that actually, you know, create this for you. So here's the thing. If your company's website tells the world how great you are, you know, that's, that's your own hype. You're pushing your own hype about how great you are. And I'm sure you're awesome at what you do. But when another site, you know, <laughs> say, you know, you know, shows how awesome you are, then that has more value. And it's like, and that's why magazines exist, trade publications, you know, blo- that's why all, that's why so many blogs work. Right, and it's like you go to a restaurant and they have a thing on the wall that says "Best Wings in Bavari." Exactly. Well, that's that's great. Uh, if you put it there, it's you're patting yourself on the back. If you have a magazine or a company or a, a place locally that reviews food that does the same thing, and you hang it on your wall. Now that's more impressive, right? Right. It, whenever someone else is promoting you, you know you're doing something right. The world sees it that way, and it's and and it's much more effective than your own corporate hype. So so it's like uh, again, it's it's like you know, good stuff, um, you know, and the thing is, just because it looks like earned media, you know, it might not be. It's like often, you know, we build these other sites that, that perform this function and it's, it's, a, it's a lot of effort. It's, it's not a simple effort, but it's, but it's like, so, so instead of your website promoting a particular product or service, imagine you had 10 doing the same thing that all promote each other in the process. And that's kind of how the web works. And it's like, uh, you know, how does Google determine who's, you know, how, you know, what's the right answer when you search for something? Say I search for plumber near me. How does Google determine that? Right. It's based on, you know, how many, the relevance of your site and, and, and your service and your company and how many sites really talk about you. Yeah. And then that's what, so like there's when this, this almost goes in like search engine optimization, which we should cover on one. Right. So yeah, you yeah. have, you can control a lot of that, how you appear on Google if you're going to pop up on Google at all, there's lots you can do to help control that. There's some stuff you can you can try to do. You're really out of your control, and this is one of those things. This thing, having other people talk about you, um, that helps you out tremendously. Like that's the next step. Once you've got yourself set up and all your ducks are in a row, getting into this sort of thing where other people are talking about you, um, that's that's what you want to do next. That's what set Absolutely. these these two and podcasts you know- I was talking about. That's what set them apart. They were both doing the same thing. 
and they were both yeah, exactly. marketed the same way. You know, half half full reviews. That's what you're doing for people. It's it's like the the sites that we have. That's what they're doing. You know, they're talking about you. They are generating earned media, which is a pretty good buzzword. But again, it's I, I think it's a I think earned media is a buzzword because it's uh, you know something that you, that you know the people are are pushing and promoting. Right. And uh, so as a blogger, this is actually something I've been approached about several times, like a few times a year, easily, um, uh, for each blog I work on. Um, they'll come to you, these other companies, marketing companies usually, that are trying to market a business, and they'll purchase right. an article from you. They just want you to write about them or about a specific topic and link it back to them. Um, backlink it back to them. And they'll pay you to do this on your blog because it helps them out. And that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about right. other people talking about you. Of course, they're paying for it, so it's not free. But um, it's the same concept. They're trying to get the same the same juice, the same effect out of yeah, this. So, 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 so back to Hupak on buzzwords, I think there's a lot of things that are actually real services and really good ideas. But I think often, you know, they, they become a buzz term when it's when it like goes beyond that service. Like a like reputation management is one. It's it's like that's a buzzword that people sell. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, let me manage your reputation management. I'll get rid of really, your bad reviews and I'll help you get better reviews and right. you know, get your business reputation across the internet and then all the websites that mention you because this that ties into what we we're just talking about. Exactly. And, and and so so it's it's an actual service. It's good stuff that, that you should be doing, but it's something that Yelp sells, you know, and, and other and other and other um, you know big big, uh, big companies push really hard and mm -hmm. it's good stuff. You need to do it, but it's like, you're probably already doing it. You know? Yeah. You're probably already doing it at some level. And if you're not, you need to take a stab at doing it yourself and getting as far as you can yourself. Um, yeah. If you're not aware of, of, of any mention of you out there, you know, in the world, you need to be, it's like Google your company, <laughs> Google yourself, Google your space, you know, Google the service you provide and see who else is, is coming up in search. And, and, and I guess I'll clarify, when I say do it yourself, if you're capable of doing it yourself, if not, working with someone at a smaller level, a freelancer or someone, a friend, you know, someone that you trust, someone like us, you know, uh, a smaller marketing agency, a boutique, something like that, because they'll help you with this sort of stuff. Um, exactly. And that's exactly, that's our function. That's exactly what we do because we live and breathe this stuff every day. Often we do it intuitively, don't even think about it. Often we don't even charge for it because it's just part of what we're doing, you know? Right. It's like, yeah, you know, you're working with a company and you're doing all this stuff and, and this is what your goal is. And this side thing comes up and it's like, oh, you know, yeah, we can take care of that. Or this, yes, we'll, we'll take it and do this at the same time. Or this is kind of what we're already working on. It kind of fits right in here. Um, yeah. And in terms of a company like ours, <clears throat> companies like ours, um, often we don't do a good job really communicating this stuff because because i've had a client come to me and say hey we need to work on our reputation management and i'm like hey we already do that we're doing that already right we, we just we yeah. forgot to tell you <laughs> right Be because you know we just we just, you know i run my business on best practices it's not like i come up with say hey i'm going to decide to do this today it's like no because i've been doing this for years and years and years you know i i'm doing best practices by default and so often someone gets sold on a buzzword and then they come and say hey you know we need to do this it's like yeah we already do that but 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 i don't communicate that to customers so i have so a least. i actually have the same problem yeah so i i have the same thing where companies <laughs> will come to me and be like yep can you know i saw this are we doing this and i'm like yeah we actually are doing that so i guess that's something as a marketing professional learn from our mistake here and 
Make sure you're communicating the services that you are offering. And this is how buzz some buzzwords could help you by just bullet pointing a couple of these buzzwords in an email. When you're telling them what you're doing for them or you're recapping some work you've done, throw a couple in that are popular right now. So that way they know that you are doing these things. Um, right. That could help and, you out as a marketing professional. So. And that's the thing. I think buzzwords are trendy by their nature. So it's so it's like we, you know, as a, as a marketing agency, it's like I have had to reinvent ourselves every six months, you know, because, uh, you know, we, we talk about content marketing. It's okay. Oh, I'm a content marketer. It's like th this is nothing new. You know, this is mm -hmm. like since at least since the 1950s, the ad men days or the mad men days, you know, it's like that's all they did. You know, it's, it's like content is king. You know, they had writers that talked about their products and services. They they made jingles, you know, it's 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 like, you know, they used media and we do the same thing, but all of a sudden a buzzword pops up and 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 you get spammed, you know, a thousand times, you know, a, a week, a month, right? Mhm. Mm yep. All right, so I have I have one other one I'd like to cover on the way out here. Um okay. unless you've got any other ones that are just, you know, burn into to uh, you got any other that you really I like the word retargeting. Oh yeah, well retargeting is an awesome thing. Uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is coming from well, this particularly, you know, Google, um, Google ad, Google ads. You know, retargeting is just you know, it, it was a, a, a function of uh, you know sending sending the same ads to interested parties. You know, yeah. So it was like grown. it was already being done, and yeah. then they came up with the term, or they started really pushing this term to tell you what it is, and then right. all the social media platforms picked it up, and now Google uses it, and social media platforms use it, and everybody uses it, and it's like. Yeah, we're gonna retar retargeting is how you're gonna make money now, and they tell you, you know, and, and all that really is at the end of the day is you marketing to the people that already saw your stuff or trying to remind them. It could be an email that goes to them and says, "Hey, you abandoned your shopping cart," or it could be an ad that pops up in their Yahoo while they're checking their email in Yahoo or Gmail, you know, and it pops up there because they visited a website, you know. Yeah, and that that's that's like you know you happen to say, "Hey, hey, honey, let's get pizza tonight." Alexa picks it up, and next thing you know, you have ads from Domino's, right? <laughs> it's so it's scary like, how that works. It is, but it's like that—that's retargeting, and it, and it, it, you know, and it, really, the word came from it's an ad product that Google, uh, you know, you know, that the Google provides. But again, it's like if you're paying for every ad bid, right? It's like you know, wouldn't you wouldn't you want to be a little more um, a little more focused in that? So it's like someone who's already. Who, who's already expressed interest in you, that's a person you want to market to. And it, go, it goes along the same, is it something like you need to see something 11 times before you take action or something like that? There's, there's some adage that's about that. Mm -hmm. I, I could probably research it and figure it out, but it's like the idea is you want to get yourself in front of that prospect, you know, 10 times, 11 times before they finally make a decision. Mm -hmm. and, and some of those touch points might include them visiting your website a few times, you know which pages they go to do they check the pricing tab that kind of thing yeah and 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 that's also ties into you know apart from the google product it ties into automated marketing where it's like you're aware of people visiting your sites you're aware that you sent them particular emails on particular topics i think that's very well put i think looping back around to what we mentioned earlier kind of as like a closing to this would be like what's important for your business and what's not and what do you take away from all these buzzwords you know like yeah. like yumi said we're already you know when we're working with someone this is stuff we're already doing even if we don't use the buzzword because like you said it's been around for a long time lots of these um so just maybe focusing more on 
what you're doing and making sure you're doing everything and then buzzwords aren't really that important but then you can research a buzzword and find out if you are doing it or not you know kind of dig a little deeper just don't buy into a buzzword from an email or you know like don't think that you have to do this or this is going to be the magic sauce or the, the you know, whatever they call mcdonald's sauce you know that they put on the burgers special you know? sauce special sauce yeah it's gonna it's gonna be the special sauce that <laughs> big mac sauce or whatever that makes your your company instantly successful don't buy into that crap so there's no instant success it's not going to happen um, it comes to planning and hard work, consistency, yeah. sometimes a little bit of luck, but there's no oh, instant yeah. success sauce. You need to be doing everything, everything you can, and especially everything that's free, and then work with the budget you have after that. Use less expensive options and work your way into bigger options and keep growing. As you grow, and don't be afraid to spend to grow either. Um, you have to spend money to make money, they say, right? Right. I, I think that uh, I think that we're so marketed too. You know, I am so over-marketed, and because I'm a marketing guy, I'm susceptible to marketing because of that. That's what I've noticed in my life is that sales guys are more susceptible to sales tactics, which it should be the opposite, right? Because mm -hmm. they think, should be immune. <laughs> yeah, like my dad was a sales guy, and it's like every time he'd go buy a car, it's like, man, it's like, Dad, you got ripped off, man. Come on. You know this, right? Yeah. It's just like you pay too much for this car, you know. But it, but it's like uh, I, I think we're more susceptible because we're like, hey, you know, this is how the world works, and I'm and I'm used to it, and that's how it works. But uh, I, th I think the reality is that we get pitched stuff every single day, and we and when we see a new word, that you know, we're like, well, why don't I have that? I think I need that, you know. So I, I think that's the psychology behind it. Yeah, yeah. So the first things that you or I would do, you know, we'll see a new word and we'll go figure out: Are we doing this? What is this? Where did it come from? You know, and most of the yeah, time, right. it's, yes, it's something. It Am I doing earned media? You know, heck, I? I've got three <laughs> websites that promote earned media. It's like, oh, I didn't realize it was called, you know, earned, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I'm doing it. Just new word, new way to say this. So yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I've been, I've been selling earned media, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's like <laughs> exactly, so it's fun. exactly. All right. So if you guys want to get a hold of us, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. It's marketingmasterspodcast at gmail.com. You can also get us on Facebook at Marketing Masters. I think we are, let me check. Yes, just at Marketing Masters Podcast. We kept that simple. Uh, we'll have more social media and a website coming soon. It's all in the works. Um, in the meantime, yeah, send us an email. Uh, tell us about your business, what you're working on. If you have questions, uh, we'll cover those topics. Or if you'd like to hear us talk about something or you want to get in touch with us because uh, you need some work done. Even send us an email about that. So we'll give you our opinions. We'll tell you what we can do for you, what your next steps should be, maybe. You know? So, but, um, anyways, send us an email. And with that, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Bye.